Hello and welcome to another special bonus episode of Frightfully Uninformed. I'm Martin. I'm Lenny. This is a little follow-up on the previous episode where we talked about the tension experience. A follow-up on the follow-up. Post-postscript. <laughs> After we recorded that, I realized that there's a couple more things that I wanted to say that I didn't get the chance to, and I had more observations that I wanted to talk about, because we recorded immediately afterwards. I didn't really have much time to process it, so I kind of feel like most of what came out was just kind of the play-by-play of what happened, and not so much about like my observations or even the aftermath of it. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time and get into that. This will probably be a short one. So, Lenny, it's been a couple days since we went through the tension experience. How are you feeling now about it? I am feeling pretty much the same as I felt the night before, but I've told a lot of people about it, and I've gotten a lot of varied reaction. Mostly when I tell women about it, they say they would not have made it past the van ride. Really? Yeah, so they would not have been able to handle it. Or the intro of the office with the people groping your face as you walk in. (laughs) I'm not too comfortable with that kind of interpersonal touching either, but I guess once you go in for the experience, you just kind of have to commit to it, you know? Oh, I was very comfortable with it. I actually liked it because I would yes and every bit of physical contact. Yeah, I was thinking about that. You were talking about how the receptionist lady put her arms around you and you kind of grabbed her and pulled her in closer. The disclaimer specifically says, we can touch you, but you can't touch us. (laughs) Oh, well, did not read the whole thing. You stopped at comfortable underwear. Yeah. I didn't even read comfortable underwear. I would just always wear it. That sounds pretty dangerous. It seems like it could have gone horribly wrong. So I was thinking about it the other day, and I was thinking about how the whole time we were going through the experience, I never really bought into it. Yeah, well, because you know this is theater. Exactly. You know that it's theatrical, and they tried to set it up a little bit, like when that lady in the beginning was saying, do you know what this is? This is a cult. Does your friend know? In the emails that led up to it, there was mention of this isn't some kind of immersive theater experience, like they're playing it out to be, this is the real deal. I think they could have carried some of that into the actual live performance. Maybe not for everybody, but if they sensed that some people weren't really buying into it, you know, maybe it could have been part of the interview process. I think I could have started to buy into it a little bit more if, like, let's say when I was hooded or being led somewhere, somebody had leaned in and whispered, this isn't what you think it is, this isn't the live performance. We pretended to put on this live performance to try to find recruits. So far, we haven't found anybody, but we think you could be the one. You know, that kind of thing? Where Um, they break the fourth wall, it gets a little bit metatextual, and they acknowledge the fact that the whole thing is an artifice and maybe hint at something deeper. That may have worked on me. That may have at least cast some doubt, which I could have carried into the later parts of the experience itself. I still think I would have had a hard time buying into it, though. Well, it depends on how convincing they were about it. That's true. Yeah. Like, if a guy leaned in and said, all the rest of these people are actors, and they think I'm an actor too, but they don't know what we're really doing here. Well, I was diving right in, I mean, and just to mess with you, when you walked into the little cathedral area at the very end, and I'm holding the tray of torture tools, you walked in smiling at me, <laughs> and I just stared you down. Stone-faced me? Yeah, I stone-faced your ass like, no, I'm part of this. What are you smiling at, motherfucker? (laughs) I was just so happy to see you again. It's like the whole time I was like, ah, I'm with this guy I don't really know and I'm hooded most of the time. Yeah, and and I'm I'm smiling at you like, you think this is a game? I also would have appreciated if I didn't spend so much time hooded and blindfolded, you know? Yeah, especially when I got sat into that damn chair hooded, blindfolded with earbuds in for an hour. Yeah, I'm sure it was an hour. It was 15 minutes. It was probably like a day and a half. It felt much longer, but I know it was probably at least 15 minutes. You're still in that chair right now. Oh my god. 
This is a hallucination. Yeah, this is a sensory deprivation hallucination. The fact that you spent so much time blindfolded, it's kind of like they cheated it a little bit, you know? Like, they didn't have to decorate those parts of the warehouse. They didn't have to put much effort into it, you know? I feel like it would have been a little more immersive if... I didn't spend so much time hooded and I could see the different rooms. And, you know, I realized it would have cost them more. They'd probably have to raise the ticket prices a little bit. But Mm -hmm. just for personal preference, that would have been more up my alley. It was pretty much the same price of a Disney park hopper ticket. Yeah, but you know what? I've never had a trip to Disneyland that I've been thinking about this much. That's true. And I have been thinking about it a lot. The first night I tried to go to sleep, the whole night I kept dreaming about stuff related to this. And it's nothing specific, just kind of like echoes of the sights and sounds and experience of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had no dreams about it. And I'm typically always remembering my dreams. I have been thinking about it a lot. This is the kind of thing that sticks with you. A little bit. I was thinking about how great the actors were. They never broke character. You know, when I told the British guy about the crotch ripping out of my uh, jumpsuit, I think he turned away because he was starting to break. You think so? I think so, because he turned away and walked away, and then he came back like 15, maybe 10 seconds later. I think he might have been starting to break, Uh, and that's why he turned away and walked away. (laughs) It's just not something you expect to see, you know? (laughs) Well, I imagine... He should have with those shitty small jumpsuits. I kicked through the crotch on the left side of mine, and when I was trying to get it on, my leg got caught, and I just busted through it. I'm like, fucking great. Yeah. Yours, when you sat, did it split when you sat, or how did that happen? It might have been when I sat down in the chair. It might have been when I was trying to put on my shoes. I think what it is, it was a little too long. I was looking at the photo yesterday. I was showing my cousin, and we were laughing at how I have my leg pitched out in the photo to show the big-ass tear up my, <laughs> from my knee to my crotch. And you have yours tucked in. Yeah, I wasn't about to let the world see. They weren't going to see anything, though. Oh. Were you wearing boxer shorts? Or? Yeah, still. I'm the kind of guy who's a little bit embarrassed when their pants get ripped open. Oh, I thought it was hilarious. That's like another layer to the experience, another part of the, the just going with it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny, and uh, I said, ah, well, it's probably going to tear some more. Yeah, and sure it did. Enough, it tore a lot more. Mine was made out of plastic. I saw some of those other guys had Tyvek jumpsuits. What's Tyvek? It's a material produced by DuPont that's supposed to be tear-proof. You know those FedEx packs that are like paper, but they don't tear? Oh, yeah. That's Tyvek. Oh, okay. That would have been a lot better for me, but hey, whatever. I'm glad they gave me that jumpsuit when I got down in my underwear. (laughs) You mean you're glad you didn't have to go through with your underwear? Yeah, well, that's what I thought when they were like strip. Oh, wait, yeah, right. You're going to give me this jumpsuit. And you don't want me to get naked, naked. Now, speaking of naked, before we had talked about you remembering somebody saying that they got trapped on a bed with a naked man who was holding their shoe hostage. Mm -hmm. Did anybody talk about that? Do you think there was ever a moment in this experience when that could have happened? Nobody talked about it in our group. I don't even see how like a naked man could fit into that, except for the one covered in body paint. And they said it was an old man. I don't know. I wore high tops laced up to the rim. Yeah, and you know, when I went back and looked at the disclaimer email, it says, wear comfortable, easy to remove shoes. I guess there was a reason for that. As far as reactions go, every female that I told about it, which was my mother, my mother-in-law, my wife, my daughter, my sister-in-law. That's a lot. All of them said, hell no. Hell no, we won't go. Why the hell would you do that to yourself? (laughs) Every guy I told, which was my friend who lives in another state. You want to drop some names, get us some new subscribers? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Todd Fromm, 
is a sculptor in North Carolina. Tyfrom.com. Uh, Stonecloudstudio.com. He said he would totally do it. I gave him the play-by-play. I said, is that something you think you'd do? And he says, yeah, I'd probably do the same thing you did and just keep going with whatever they want. Every single guy you told yeah. said the same thing? My cousin saw him last night. He said, yeah, I would do that. <laughs> Giovanni would fuck with it, though. Maybe. Giovanni would, like, would smart mouth or he'd, like, cholo at them a little bit, you know, try to intimidate them. <laughs> probably. Or he just starts singing right in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a performer if i could sing like that i would i wouldn't mind people recording me if i could sing like that i would sing everything i would never stop singing <laughs> right. learn how to dance just so i could do the whole performance yeah i told my brother about it my brother laughed and said yeah i would totally do it naked girls and then- one naked girl Whatever, he didn't care. And then I told my my nephew was there while I was describing the experience, and he is 14, and he said, how old do you have to be to go to this? (laughs) So it definitely... Did they hear the part about being blindfolded and having to drink weird stuff and eat weird stuff and crawl while people are whipping you and all? They had no problem with any of that? No. Wow. No, they were like, that sounds pretty cool. That's weird. And it's funny, especially when you consider that the demographic of our group was all male. Yeah. Something about this just appeals to the masculine sensibility. Speaking of the demographic, the one female in the group was a plant. She used her real name. And sure enough, like a month ago, she was commenting about someone else is has been lost to the madness of the tension experience. And then I Facebooked that name. And sure enough, bam, she pops up. Turns out she is a mutual friend of another good friend of mine whose dad is a special effects guy. And she was in a play where he created the special effects for it. Wow. And I actually, very, very likely, she was probably the actress when I went to see that play in L.A. You should hit her up on Facebook. I should. I'll be like, hey. Hey, I saw you in this play. And be like, oh, hey, that's cool. Thanks. And be like, yeah, I was also in the Tension Experience group with you. What's up with that, you plant? She would see my name and know immediately who I was. Really? Well, yeah, my name's Leonardo and... No, 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 Leonardo. Leonardo, and she would be like, yeah, you're the guy from the Tension Experience. I heard, I think it was an interview with the creator or co-creator. He was talking about this being the first in a series of related events that they're trying to put together. Like this one's called the Tension Experience Ascension. But maybe like next year or the year after, they'll have different versions of the same thing. Huh. Sounds interesting. You know, when I went on the Yelp page for Tension Experience, every person that I interacted with had photos of them. All the actors, they had photos of all the actors as part of advertising. Then again, all the actors that you see are probably actors in the performance and, you know, you know that they're actors. Of course, yeah. Like, for example, I tweeted about it and then I got retweeted by the Tension Experience and then one of the guys who liked my tweet was the actor who played the British guy who was yelling at us in the white room. Oh, okay. The one you made break? Yeah, well, I don't know. I think I might have. <laughs> I recognized him immediately because he looks like halfway between Robert Downey Jr. and Gary Sinise. Yeah, that's so funny, though. We can touch you. You cannot touch us. And I was grabbing everybody. <laughs> Not just the girls. I was grabbing on the guys, everybody. Yeah, when the guy in the red room with his dick hanging out came across, you just reached out and tapped it. I thought it was one of the doorknobs. <laughs> So one of the other things that I noticed about how I felt afterwards, which is really interesting, I'm going back and forth between like being off put, drawing away from people, and then like being a little bit more open. Mm -hmm. But one thing that's really triggering for me is smells. Hmm. Like when I go into the laundry room and I smell like the fabric softener or a little bit of old standing water or 
something sour like that vinegar that we had to drink, it's very triggering for me and it makes me feel like invaded. It makes me feel a little threatened, like my personal space is mm. threatened. Really? Yeah, smells and not so much tastes, but like the memory of certain tastes. And it seems to be fading away, but still, like, the fact that it could stick with me, that this experience could resonate with me for a few days afterwards kind of makes it all worth it, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was fun. I keep thinking about it, but there's nothing, like, that has changed. I, I'm having a lot of fun telling people about it, and I'm, like, kind of excited for something like this to come along again. Definitely want to go to another one. So my general opinion of the experience hasn't really changed much, but what has changed is probably my scary rating. I maybe gave it a three. I would probably have to bump that up to a four just because I've been thinking about it so much, you know? Mm. And when I think about it, I get a feeling of insecurity, like a feeling of being threatened. Mm -hmm. That has a lot of value to it. That's the kind of staying power that you can't judge right away. You have to wait a couple of days and see how you feel about it. Yeah. I'm still at a three because I never felt like I was in danger. If I felt like there was some kind of danger, it would have definitely bumped it up. So what could they have done that would have made you feel that way? The only time that I really felt tense was when I was blindfolded right before they made me sit. And I had earbuds in, so it's static in my ears. And I'm being pushed, not being led by the shoulders. I'm being pushed. And then they would stop. They would only put their hands on my shoulder to stop me and turn me. And I was worried about them walking me into something where I was going to hit my face. Or trip on something. Yeah. Yeah, I had a huge problem getting over that feeling too. I was stepping very heavily. So they were pushing me. I know they were having to put more force on me than they normally would have because I was stepping so firmly like, nope, I'm not going to like walk freely into something and hit my face against like a beam full speed or, or trip <laughs> or whatever. So that's the only time I was nervous. But that blindfold was so heavy, we could have been in an extremely brightly lit place and not known. They had a blindfold and a hood. So what could they have changed that would have made you feel like you were in danger? Actually have me hit something with hmm. my face. Maybe something padded. I did have a little bit of that experience in between the altar room. Oh, when they're whipping you with the... No, no, before that, I think I was walking through stuff, like hanging stuff, and I was kind of running into it with my oh, those shoulders the, or forearms. Those were the dry bunches of flowers, remember? No, no, no it, was, it was heavier than that. It was like a punching bag or like a heavy bag, but much smaller, much lighter. I don't remember that. I have a vague memory of like bumping into stuff that was hanging, but I don't know what it was. I think if they were to walk me through things that were like head high and I were to be hitting my face against things while I was being walked, then I would get a little more nervous and tense. I already was tense because I was worried about hitting my face, but if at least once or twice I actually would have, then it would have really made me super nervous. What made you feel nervous about being blindfolded, but not really like nervous about the experience? I don't think they could have done anything to have me nervous or tense or worried about the actual story. Because I know I've been watching horror movies as far as I can remember. I always was aware that it's not real. What if they wove in like a sub-narrative that was kind of unrelated? Like you heard a couple of actors whisper about how like one of the people who came through here complained about being assaulted by one of the actors or molested by one of the actors, but they didn't know who it was. Hmm, that might work. So they has a whole separate thing for you to feel nervous or afraid of. Or you heard one of the previous participants had gone missing during the last run through. Well, something like that, it would immediately register as like, yeah, bullshit. What if a fake cop showed up in the middle of it? What if at one time you were being blindfolded, you heard a banging and a cop showed up and he was like, this is, is this the tension experience? We've had reports of blah, blah, blah. We need you guys to shut it down. 
Meanwhile, you're blindfolded this whole time. You heard like some gunshots or something and then they rushed you out of there. It would have to go on for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Like a good minute and a half? No, longer. Really? Yeah, radio- for, for, for me to be like, wow, this is really a, like a real thing. Something's really going down. If Especially if they like took the blindfold off me and they were like, this jumpsuit, where's your regular clothes? Do you have any? You the know what cop I mean? pulled the hood off you and he's like, what's going on here? If there was really something, like if they really drug it out with the cops and then they like questioned me and stuff. Like if that was the end of it. Mm. How that security guard came up to us. Yeah. I, he didn't really make sense because he's like, she was an actress. That's another thing I want to ask you about. What the hell was that part in the end with the security guard? I did not even understand what he was trying to get from us or what he was talking about. Do you think he was letting us know that she's okay? She was an actress? It seemed like that may have been the intention, but then he started like asking us what we know about her, what she said, and then it became very unclear exactly what the point of it was. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to know if she broke character with us i don't know i'm sure that wasn't it i'm sure that's that fake security guard was part of the performance but yeah i just don't understand what his purpose was i didn't either i i kind of was a little lost there the one thing that still sticks with me is the uncomfortableness of strange smells especially with some of those actors with their strong bo or their bad breath the guy in the little altar room yeah that dude had some kicking bo i didn't smell bo but his breath especially he got spittle on the side of my face and then i can immediately just smell it (laughs) that's so gross yeah but they had a lot of herb smelling stuff in there you know and that is a weird off-putting smell or it can be a weird off-putting smell that old-fashioned medicine definitely in that room the major smell in that room was all the dead flowers you could smell them so that's pretty much all I have to say about it. If you want to support us, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Uninformed. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, or better yet, leave us a review on iTunes. Podcasts like ours live pretty much entirely on listener support. So if you like what you heard, please support your local podcast. We'll be making a return back to our regularly scheduled programming immediately after this. And as always, Spielberg, Spielberg sucks. That's so funny, though. We can touch you. You cannot touch us. Yeah. And I was grabbing everybody. (laughs) Not just the girls. I was grabbing on the guys, everybody. Yeah, when the guy in the red room with his dick hanging out came across, you just reached out and tapped it. I thought it was one of the doorknobs. Still, you don't twist a doorknob that vigorously. For that long. You turn it clockwise or counterclockwise. You don't pull on it. (laughs) You don't pull it towards you. I thought it was like the cartoon where they yank the doorknob out of the... You don't grab the doorknob and just shove it upwards. (laughs) That doesn't sound like it'd feel good at all. (laughs) Push it into your body. (laughs) Just mashing his penis.